Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of the Scrap Paper Pioneers podcast. I'm so thrilled to have Annalie Davidson joining us today for an awesome conversation on starting. Let's jump right in. It's so good to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you taking the time out and just to feed a bit of your wisdom into into the show and our listeners. It's really cool. Uh, it'd be awesome to hear a little bit about you. Who are you and what do you do? Thanks, Ella. Um, well, it's kind of a little bit of a long story, actually. I am Anneli and I've moved to New Zealand from South Africa 13 years ago. No, it must be more. Must that be nearly feels like ages years ago. ago. Well, yeah, I know. It feels like a lifetime. Sometimes I forget that I come from another country. Mm-hmm. But um, being South African always gave me a little bit of insecurity, walking mm-hmm. into a new country, into a new culture, um, not being sure what to expect from people and, you know, it's yeah. just, it, it is always a little bit awkward. But anyway, so um, having been here this long now kind of, I feel like a New Zealander, yes. apart from the fact that I get caught up when I say yeah and milk. <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we come over here, started working in the corporate industry, and I've always kind of been there. It was my safe place. It was easy to fall mm. back on those things, even though it was never a passion, wasn't something that I wanted to do long-term <sighs> in my life. Mm. But um, I did it well, and I could easily do it. You know, it wasn't hard for me. Mm. And so, um, yeah, a few months back, just coming out of uh, the COVID level level lockdowns here in New Zealand, mm. we um, I had lost my job and got made redundant. Mm. And um, I've, COVID kind of makes you reevaluate your priorities in life. It does. Yeah. And um, I got to a point where I was <coughs> like, "Is this what I want to do? If mm. if I knew life was only another year or." three mm. or five or ten years like what would I want to do with that time mm. and what am I doing with my children and the time that I have with them and so yeah it makes you reevaluate your priorities and makes you realize that life's too short to not be doing what mm. you love doing and um, yeah so that's why I started up my own fitness studio business I don't know what you want to call it it feels a little bit weird yeah. labeling it at the moment it's one of those it's a thing it's yeah growing. yeah when people ask me what are you doing I'm like um trying to start up a gym yeah it's a little bit weird <laughs> at the moment it's so cool um so yeah that's what I'm trying to do that's amazing eh? and I love your story about how um coming out of COVID which was kind of like a very like a huge shift for so many of us and that switch of losing your job and then you had that opportunity to go, okay, what am I actually passionate about? That's so crazy, right? That one, that moment almost where you're like, wow, I have this opportunity to reshape my life in a way. How did, was that exciting? Was it scary? No, it's super scary. Like, I think um, looking back, I've been carrying this dream for quite a while Mm. and I always knew that I would do it eventually. Yeah. But then going into, um, you know, having the coronavirus around mm. and having all these things going crazy in our world and things being so unsettled and insecure, mm. it felt like it would ne- it won't be the right time now. Mm. And so, the moment that I, the moment that I got the notice that I am being made redundant, mm. I kind of knew this was like my little shove yeah. in the backside. Going, this is the moment. Yeah. You know, if you if not now, then Take the leap. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because it, I think I'm a, I'm a little bit of a natural procrastinator. Yeah. And so big changes have to happen to kind of 
catapult me into yeah. change because I don't like like those catalysts, right? They yeah. set it going. Yeah. 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 You kind of have to like launch me into the next yeah. new thing because I'm so scared of change. You dive and then you just kind of learn how to swim yeah. as you're going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so good. I love it. So that is so cool. And thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story. And it's great to kind of be able to build up that understanding within our audience of who you are and what you do. And it'd be really cool just to kind of hear a bit about, so your business that you're currently in is obviously around uh, fitness and nutrition. And you're talking about how it's something you're quite passionate about. It'd be really cool to hear a bit about what sparked your journey uh, on kind of learning more about health and nutrition and how you've ended up starting to try and grow this business or this gym or whatever we call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it all got sparked out of my own personal journey in terms of my fitness and health. Mm. I had had both my boys mm. and my youngest son was about two and a half when my husband walked up to me one day. He was at that point getting into mountain biking and he was riding mm. quite a bit and getting fit and all sorts. And he walked up to me and he said, and I was kind of complaining about the fact that I was feeling low in energy and not mm. feeling great about myself and, you know, just, just generally meh. Going through the motions. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, just generally unhappy with where I was, what mm. I looked like, how I was feeling. Yeah, and what I was doing with my life, it just felt purposeless at that point mm. in time. Um, plus, I'd gone through some really traumatic events in my life at that mm. point in time. And so um, those kind of events kind of naturally put you in a place where you're like a bit down on yeah. things in yep. life in general. Mm. And so... Um, he challenged me and he said to me, so this conversation happened at about April of that year mm. and he said to me, I challenge you to have a six-pack of abs by the end of the year. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Do you not know how much work has to go into gaining a six-pack of abs? Like, yeah. Like, you don't do that just overnight or let alone like eight months left. I'm like, there's no way. Just you go on biking, I'll just... Do what I do. Do my thing. Yeah. And it took me a few days or maybe a week or so to think over it and mull over it. And I'm like, yeah, actually, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. And I started with Simba (laughs) in my lounge on the TV. And after that, I'm like, Simba's not doing it for me. I'm going to move on to it. This is not going to be it. Yep. And I started like looking up little workout videos Mm. on YouTube and doing them in the lounge. And then one day I decided. I'm going to run down to um, where my work was, was about five kilometers run, not even, maybe. And I started running, and it's kind of downhill when you live in New Zealand. When you run towards the sea, it's always downhill, downhill, right? Yeah. (laughs) And so it was kind of downhill, and it took me an hour and a half to run that five kilometers. Wow. And... Oh my goodness. It was crazy. This is insane because I can't even imagine that because now we running is like just a normal part of it. That's right. And it's just like natural. An hour and a half. Wow. An hour and a half to get the five kilometers done. It was was torture. It was hell. I was so unfit. So prior to that, I've never done sports as a child. Mm. I didn't do much sports. I didn't run. I didn't do, I didn't do anything. Right? So this is like ground zero. This is like ground zero. I had wow. nothing. I had no base level fitness. I was literally starting one step at a time. And um, so I arrived, after this run, I arrived at work and some of my workmates saw me and they're like, what are you just doing? I'm like, I ran from my house <laughs> to work, took me an hour and a half <laughs> and I'm shattered. And um, 
they that kind of sparked a conversation in the workplace around a few people that cool. wanted to get fit. And um, we were fortunate enough to work, I was fortunate to work at a place where we have like different venues and facilities, a holiday park. Mm. And we had the opportunity to um, do workouts in a venue on, oh, at work. So that's cool. The workmates all got together and we started working out at lunch times and um, after work and so forth and so forth. Mm. And um, yeah, that's where it started. And I started off with doing hit classes and then got introduced to barbells and mm. weights and um, yeah, and the process of that. So only a few months into this, we're now hard out, we're working really hard and mm. we were doing these um, hit workout videos of about a half an hour and I couldn't get through them straight. Right? Wow. Couldn't get through them. Yeah. And I started, I'm like, there has to be a way that I can nutritionally fuel this machine of mine yes. so that it gets me through the 20, 25 or 30 minutes work. Yeah. So you I, can be able I to push don't that, stop. that level. Yeah. yeah. I want to be able to get through them. So I started reading up on nutrition and how to fuel your body for workouts. And that started a com- uh, like a bit of an interest in a conversation mm. with myself around nutrition and what's healthy eating and started reading up and started applying all the the stuff that I learned to my own life mm. and um yeah here we are six and a half years later that's so interesting yeah. as well and it's cool I think that it came out of like a relationship you had with someone who's quite close who was in that position to be able to challenge you who could see the potential that was in you and then was like hey you could totally try and do this and then you could have taken that and been like nah but you took it and you're like yeah I'll take this challenge on I'll make it my own like that's so cool yeah I love yeah. that oh that is yeah. so cool so like I just find it mind-blowing as to the fact that it took you an hour and a half to run five kilometers and I see you now like smashing out this in- these insane workouts <laughs> like is it weird reflecting on back in terms of health and fitness how far you've come <clears throat> yeah it is like sometimes mm. you lose sight of all those little progresses yeah. that you make yeah um I think that's why I think a while back I may have mentioned to you that I track all my workouts and mm. I log all my times and I um write down my PBs and all that type of stuff and I wish I did that much earlier because mm. I don't have a picture of those first few months and years yeah but um thinking back about it like I couldn't do one push-up I couldn't lift a barbell mm. before deadlift. I couldn't do a pull up. You mm. kind of you have to remember and go back to those moments yeah. where it was so hard just to get through them. And those are the moments that give you like empathy with mm. others that are first starting out and you know making their first steps or yeah. strides towards changing the lifestyle. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. It's good looking back, reflecting back, and thinking, yeah, that's where I was. Yeah, I was right there. That's so cool. Like when I first started doing workouts, I remember you literally saying to me, like, try to remember to like log how you're doing, log your progress. I'm so terrible at that kind of thing. So I think I need to start doing it more because looking back on it now, I think I've, I can do so much more than I could originally mm. as well. And it's crazy, like that state where you can reflect back and be able to go, look how far I've come. And it's such a good motivator. It's you're right. Motivator. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. And then the, and the same in your, in your business and how you've gone from being employed or being a contractor to um, now moving towards being self-employed and running your own business. Is it weird looking back on that and your, your journey in terms of your startup? Like, yeah, it's only been a short few months. Mm. And so it still feels like, 
I still feel like that person that's still chipping away that 5k. Yep. You know, it's still really hard. Mm. You have your moments in your days where you're like, why am I doing this? Uh, what was I thinking? Mm. You know, it would be so much easier. Just go and work for somebody in a gym. Just yeah. go be a PD or, you know. But, um, yeah, so it's, I have those moments. And then, but looking back at it, I do think, man, I've come a long way. I've, like, mm. we've, I've put processes in place. I went from not charging people and doing it voluntarily to yeah. the next step of, you know, charging people. It was um, putting a Facebook page out. Launching my first ad, mm. like this, this is a big is, deal. This yeah. is big deal stuff, right? <laughs> yes. It's like that very first box jump that you get. Yeah, or, you know, it's like every time it's when you're inching up a higher box, it's a slight that's all that courage yes. they have to draw together yeah. to make the leap. It's the same thing. That's so it's crazy. Yeah. So it's yeah. Mm. I feel like a beginner. Yeah, in business now. <laughs> on those days where it's really hard, like, what do you find motivates? Like, you were talking about asking yourself those questions of like, why am I doing this? Like, what do you go back to to motivate yourself to keep pushing forward? Because it, it's the hard option, right? We were talking about this earlier today mm-hmm. around like the hard option and why people pick the hard option over the easy option. Like, yeah, why? Yeah, I think it comes back to having defined my whys, Mm. like I know I've been doing this for quite a while and so I know that I know that I know that I am passionate about what I do. And the moment that you've defined that why for yourself, um, on the days that the emotions aren't feeling what they're feeling and you Mm. feel like giving up or you feel just low or you feel tired or you feel stressed about it, Mm. going back to that why helps me get through that day. Yeah, and wow. so I often find myself where I'm like feeling like maybe this is just worthless. Maybe it'll never get up. Maybe we'll never get forward. Maybe it'll never mm. be a success. I stop myself in my tracks every single time. Mm. Like, forget about it now. This is just emotion. This is just you being tired or stressed or low or in the moment. Whatever. Kind of. This is just yep. temporary emotion. Mm. This is your why. And hold on to that why. Yeah. It's the thing that kind of pushes you over and drives you through. Because mm. that's something that's constant, right? Like yeah. the why. Whereas emotions change and different days you'll be tired and have heaps going on in oh, the yeah. world. And yeah, that's yeah, so Or you good. may not have had a good sleep or mm. the kids are driving yeah. out. Yeah. There's so many different <laughs> so things that can happen. Different factors. Yeah. yeah. Or you have clients that cancel. You yes. Know, it's it's hard holding on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where you have no control over it or... Yeah, it's those moments that are the hardest. Mm. You have to have something. If you don't have something concrete somewhere that kind of anchors you, yeah, it's just so easy to be swayed by the emotion yeah. and by the lows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's such a big thing of picking the hard option as well is that you've got mm. something you can springboard off and into like that foundation level, the why or something yeah. like solid like you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. Yeah, that's so cool. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's amazing. And um, like when we're looking at growth and progress, is it something you would say for yourself has been fast or slow, like lots of little changes over mm. time? Because well, I, I know people have such different experiences of change and growth, but how would you describe it? It's definitely been a process for me. It's definitely mm. been a process of lots of little moments mm. that have come together. And it kind of got sparked a few years ago, just after we started training, I started working out, lots of people would come up to me and go, what are you doing at the moment? Mm. You're looking so good and blah, blah, blah. And 
you kind of tell them what you do and they want to join you. Yeah, so wow. They come and join and you pass your knowledge on to them and mm. go, this is what I've learned. This is what you should be doing. Mm. Try this. This is what worked for me. And I love that those moments. Of, wow. I was so I got the highest high from those little mm. conversations, and that's where it sparked. I just knew that it'll be the, that was the first step. That's so. And over time, like, lots of those little moments has happened, and I've had lots of friends and family members kind mm. of join me and journey in their own fitness, mm. their way of you know lifestyle changes and fitness levels getting up and what have you, and. Um, those moments have built towards like a little bit of a symphony, mm. I guess, of moments that come out at a point where it's right and the season's right for you to blast into the next level next of step. it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely been the case for me. A lot that's lots so cool. of little moments yeah. coming together into mm. that perfect moment where this is the next step. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And when those like those first people were coming up and making comments or like asking around health and fitness and what you were doing. Is that a moment where you realised when you're responding to them and you're sharing that knowledge, is that a moment you realise, oh, wow, this is something that, like, I'm passionate about? Like, is oh, could yeah. you feel it in you? Like, that's kind of like your why 100%. starting to grow already? Yeah. Wow. 100%. And it, I kind of recognised the passion because it's, it sparked something in me wanting mm. to know more. So I'd come across questions that I didn't know the answer to. And I'm going, <sighs> hold on a moment. I'm going to come back to you. Or I'll just wow. leave it and just sit and just say, I'm sorry, I don't know anything about this topic yeah. and leave it. And then I'll go and research it and then I'll come back to it. And those are the things that kind of made me realize that I've got a passion mm. for it because I wanted to know more. I wanted to curious, figure it out. I was like, definitely yeah. so curious about it all. Um, and so that led to like wide knowledge. And I won't say like I know everything. Like, mm. um, there's so much to learn out there. But there were moments that I was really um, keen on figuring out how does diabetes work and yeah. why do people get diabetes and what's the difference between type 1 and type 2 and how do you help them nutritionally and mm. what exercises they'll be doing or yep. they might have an injury I'm like hold on a moment I'm going to come back to you go research it, research the injury and see how we can modify movements to help them you know stuff like that yeah and so that's, that's so what, interesting that's stuff that I really enjoy doing that's what I'm passionate about is making mm. sure that what what I offer can be tailored or changed or adapted to help people get not just physically stronger or fitter, mm. but also mentally and in a bodily way, like mm. healthy way, to change their lifestyles to live a healthy, strong and fit life. Yeah, that's so cool. And one of my, my things I really take out of that as well is like the idea of having those conversations with people and being open to their questions and then kind of letting your curiosity, like curiosity take you where you feel like you want to learn mm. more or and then diving into it. Yeah. I think that's so interesting because eh? I often think about those kind of segues in a way where you maybe you ask a question and you're like, oh, I want to know more as a bit of a distraction from what you're currently doing. Yeah. But it's so cool if you view it as an opportunity to like learn more and grow. Yeah. I think that's awesome. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, that's definitely the case. Like even today, I think I was sitting at one point mm. and I was thinking, why am I busy spending my time doing this? Yes. Because I've, it kind of feels like I've gone down a little bit of a rabbit hole with some to- with one of the topics that I'm dealing with at the moment. Mm. And I'm like, I should be spending my time on this, this and this. But in the same way, you, it is it kind of works together mm. for a good purpose. Yeah. You know, it does kind of fit. Yeah. That's kind of how it's always been for me. Yeah. Kind of. Topics draw me into yeah, things, yeah. and it's yeah. And I think that sometimes what 
makes my progress quite slow in times. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, there's like little pieces forming and you have to kind of step back to be able to see how yeah. they all weave together. And yeah. like, honestly, there are so many times where I'd read up on something and I'm not sure why I'm reading up on that. And then like four or five days later or a week later, I run into somebody and they're like, this is my problem. I'm like, oh, I just oh. read it. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, wow. Okay. Well, there you are. You Moments know? like that blow my mind, eh? 100%. Oh, I love that. That's cool. I love that it's all about design men. Yeah, that's so exciting as well because I feel like you almost you get that sense of like, yeah, I'm on the right track here. Mm. Like I'm doing something in the world that I feel like I'm like I have gifts and strengths for. Like I think yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome, eh? Oh, I love it. It's so good. So I'm gonna fire you another question. So you kind of mentioned a little bit about how you started volunteering like volunteering so people would come and they'd kind of just be keen to be involved and you were building up your skills and knowledge and then supporting other people I'd love to hear a little bit about that section of your journey in terms of volunteering your time because it's such an interesting thing when people are starting a business and looking at like valuing their services and it's quite a challenging switch from volunteering to like charging people for the value that you're bringing to them in a way, I guess. I'd love to hear a little bit about that volunteering. What was that like? Like, Well, the thing is that was so easy for me because Mm. of the fact that I'm I'm really passionate about people changing their lifestyle. Yeah. And so um, what I did was people used to walk in and I Mm. said to them, well, if you want to come and work out with me, you're more than welcome to. Um, This is how I do it and I'll be working out. So I was working out. And people were just joining me for my workouts. Basically, mm. is how it started. Yeah. But um, kind of a few, it might have been about a year or two into it, I realized that these people have bodies and I could potentially be teaching them the wrong thing or sending them down the wrong path right. or something. And yep. that's when I decided I have to go get my my training. And so yeah. I signed up for the Level 1 CrossFit training certification. Mm. Um, at that point in time, I got introduced to the CrossFit methods and the mm. way that they were doing it. And that I just loved it. And so I wanted to continue doing that. And mm. so my workouts were all that kind of style, right? Mm. And so I got my certification because I wanted to make sure that what I was teaching was of good value, like it was correct, good mm. form. People would, wouldn't get injured unnecessarily, yep. that type of stuff. After I'd done it, at that point in time, I thought maybe what I'll do is to offset the cost of this the course, I'll mm-hmm. just ask people for like a koha yep. donation towards the classes, right? And But I could never get myself to do it. Yeah, that was my next thing is yeah. like, was it, was it really hard? It was like, so hard. I couldn't do it. I so, I just left it. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not going to do it. And I was working it too. Like mm-hmm. it, was, it wasn't like I needed the money or yeah. anything of the sort. And then, um, so I did that for ages. It was probably a good two years that I was training people <gasps> like that. That blows like, my mind. That yeah, blows like, my mind. Two I'm years. Just going to do it. Yeah. Right? Wow. And it didn't bother me because I was getting workout. I was doing mm. it with people. I was seeing people. You know, it was just filling my bucket. Yeah. It felt like I was doing something that I would just love doing. So in that it time, good. it was really great. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah. That's cool. But then, um, getting to this point where I launched it as a business, I mm. realized that. The thing is, if you don't put a value on the service that you give, yep. you're undervaluing yourself too. And so 
it just tells that person that what you're doing isn't really worth anything. So yep. you have to add worth to something. Even if you sell it for under market value, it doesn't really mm. matter. But give it some worth. Mm. And so that's when I decided to... Um, charge kohas I started with like a donation thing I'm like oh (laughs) yeah we'll just do donations that that, that takes the pressure off and I don't have to feel guilty it's a good first step yeah yeah and people can judge themselves yeah Yeah, that's cool and then um, so that's where it started and then after a while I'm like this is not gonna work yeah it's just too ridiculous and it it didn't feel fair towards those that were providing you were Mm. paying something um to have other people not paying for something yeah I don't know it just felt it's a weird like dynamic it was, yeah it was a little bit odd yeah mm. and um it was really hard at that point in time to really speak out and say this is now my business yeah it took a, quite a bit to make a bit of a mind shift change in myself mm. to recognize this is now my this is my business yeah. this is it has to bring in money if business is not a business if it isn't profitable right yeah, yeah. so it has to start generating money and yeah Mm, when you're getting to those like that kind of first step of okay koha and now I'm going to turn it into a business and actually start charging we're talking about those little moments along your journey what were some of those little moments for you in making that transition from volunteer based to um, charging and valuing your service were those there were little things yeah, that stand out little, it's was sparked out of conversations with people in mm. the industry they're like why are you doing this you're like you're worth something yeah like, your time's worth something and all that type of stuff and like you can't improve if you don't charge people for it yeah so it was based on a bunch of conversations with a few people and I think mm. one of the people were you like oh, having yeah. conversations with you about it mm. and um mm. I, I heard somebody say um, that for them, they ask themselves the question, if you could do anything for free in life, what would it be? Yes. And so that question came up to me and I'm like, if I could do anything for free in life, what would it be? And that job would be what I do now. Which you'd literally right? been doing for free for two years already. That's right. Yeah, yeah. wow. But that kind of, and I knew at that point that if, if I'm prepared to be able to, if I'm prepared to give it away for free, mm. that doesn't mean that my passion is dying. Yeah. But to be able to do and live my passion, mm. I have to bring the balance to it on the other yeah. side of the scale and start charging people for the service that I deliver. Mm. Otherwise, I'm going to end up not being able to live out mm. this. So charging somebody and adding value to your service enables you to remain passionate about yeah. what you do. That's so cool mm. that you framed it like that because I've had so many conversations with people where they're like, I don't want to start turning my thing that I'm really passionate about into a business or a social enterprise or whatever it is because they're worried they'll lose passion for it it's cool you framed it as it'll keep your passion for it going like why why do you think that it like what's been your experience and were you kind of nervous in the fact that if you started turning this into a business you might not enjoy it yeah definitely yeah and the thing is like that's an evaluation that you have to go through you have to Mm. do those checks and balances before you dive into doing this because there are aspects of that passion that once it becomes a business, there are mm. elements of having a business that's not always fun and doesn't kind of fit into that yeah. passion, fun, that emotional and True. romantic side of it. <laughs> like the you admin. Know, yeah, there's yeah. administration, there's marketing, there's systems to be put in place, there's mm. all there's pressure, you know. Whereas um, 
doing it as just as a passion it's like a little hobby that you have mm. you know and you choose the investment that you want to make into that but it like there's something in me that always feels like I'm really passionate one of my personal values is excellence and so mm. remaining and staying as a hobby didn't feel like I was fully living out excellence mm. as my You're doing value. the best that you can that's right yep. because I was just giving it my half-assed effort yes right? yeah yeah <laughs> and so yeah that that was a big mental shift for me and it took a while and there are moments that I still go man this is it was so much more fun just working out and mm. having this hobby going and having the passion going and not having to think about and marketing having, and yeah, clientele or paying myself a salary and, or yes, like um, yeah. <laughs> you know buying you know all that stuff you yeah know? but um yeah thinking back back on it now I'm like it's just kind of really it made it professional. It made me it makes me feel like I'm doing what I love doing and it's excellent. You know, that's I'm doing cool. it to that value, that high value that yeah. I deliver. Yeah. That's really cool as well if it kind of aligns with a personal value for you is taking that next step. Mm. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And it's a good point you make around like people kind of doing those checks and balances for yourself before you decide to dive into something. Yeah. Like figuring out whether or not it will actually be something that aligns with your values and will you find it draining down the line, mm. like that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's cool as well, just trying, I think, and yeah. like experimenting. And I think that's so cool. And that's the other side of it. Don't overthink it. Yeah. No, another yeah. great thing that somebody said to me just recently is um, try hard, fail hard, yeah. fail cheap. And I was like, well, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? And But the thing is our fear of our failures hinder us from taking that risk mm-hmm. and yeah I, got, I did get to a point where I was like oh well if I hate it then or I hate doing this what I could just stop yeah I could just go find a job and I'll yeah. just go actually people I'm not going to charge you anymore you. we'll just yeah. go back to doing this for free <laughs> you know it was a fun experiment and I yeah. learned lots the thing is yeah. you're never going to know unless you just that's dive so into true. it yeah. yeah that's so true and I love that as well because like failing is such a learning experience like you learn so much I think I've talked about this before around Mm -hmm. like a failure is something you can learn from and gain information like we're talking about yesterday I went ice skating and um basically tried really hard and failed really hard quite often and I've learned that maybe I need more practice at ice skating but like you learn so much in just trying new things and giving it a go and if you put your all into it then the worst that's going to happen is maybe you make a bit of a fool of yourself, but you learn yeah, heaps exactly. and grow. Yeah. yeah, And I think that that was definitely one of the hardest things for me is going, what if I fail? Like, mm. what would people think about me now that I've put it out there publicly saying that I've yes. opened up my, like a gym or doing this thing, yeah. launch this business? What are people going to think if I fail at it? Yeah. And, you kind of, you have to overcome those fears. You have to get to mm. a point where you're like, well, it doesn't matter. You know, it's the fact that I tried. And anybody that has started up their own little business knows mm. how much courage it takes to just take that first leap. Mm. Man, it's a scary place to walk into. Mm. But you can't forever stay on the outside where it's safe. Yeah. You can't. It's so you have true. To, have to so embark true. on that journey where of insecurity putting it, and putting it out there vulnerability trying. it's, it's yeah. crazy that's yeah. crazy so for when you were first putting it out there what did that first like post feel like because oh. I know you wrote up a letter to the people who were at like at the gym coming to the gym currently 
Like, what did it feel like when you first started putting the word out? Like, hey, guys, oh. I'm going to start valuing my service. I'd love it if you could show, Honestly, like, share that value. Honestly, it took me ages. It was easy writing it. Mm-hmm. Actually hitting the scene button is yep. the hardest thing. Like, you sit there and you overthink everything. You're second-guessing everything. You're like, what if people leave? What if they don't come back? What if they are angry with me for wanting to charge mm. them now? And oh, well, it was literally just, don't think about it, just hit the scene button. Five-second rule, yeah, go. Go, hit it. <laughs> don't even think about it. I love that. It's one of my favorite yeah. things is like, count down from five and just do it. Yeah. Just do it. The, and the best thing about it was, I thought I'd lose half of my people at that point in time. I didn't lose one. That's amazing. And that's so cool, eh? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And it kind of, it blows my mind as well how much, like when you're saying we can overthink things, like how much of it gets stuck up, we get stuck oh, up yeah. in our heads. Whereas it might not actually be what the outcome yeah. is at all. Yeah. Yeah. All lies, man. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. So you've made the move. You're now, what would you say, self-employed? I am. You run a business. Yeah. How cool. How, <laughs> how does it feel? <laughs> yeah, it feels great. Now that I'm into it, it feels good. Mm. You know, I still struggle sometimes to define it. Um, when people ask me, "What are you doing now? What are you? What's your business?" I, I sometimes have a moment where I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. uh, "Not quite <laughs> sure." Um, um, but it gets easier every time you work on your mm. little elevator pitch, and every time you work on that little introduction sentence yes. of what you do. When people ask you the question, it gets easier and easier. So, mm. yeah, you kind of have to invite those questions, yeah, a little bit. Um, because practicing what you say in those moments yeah. helps gain, you know, grow confidence. So yeah, I've done quite a bit of that now. That's so <laughs> I'm cool. Starting to feel a little bit easier. Yeah. Saying, hey, I am a fitness professional and I offer yes. fitness classes and nutritional guidance, and you know, and it's a bit more natural and something that just yeah. kind of comes. That's yeah. so cool as well because it's like that trying and potentially not doing so great the first time, but trying, you learn from it and you go again. Yeah, that's, that's right. cool. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's so good. So I just want to say as well, you were so brave. Like I've kind of been here to watch like the process and it's so, so cool to see you kind of move from um, that space where you're volunteering for literally two years mm. and um, and then COVID-19 and all the experiences that came with that and then starting to move into it. It's so cool and I find it so inspiring and I'm just so grateful to have you as a role model as well. Like it's really cool to be able to see your journey and to learn so much from it as well and it's really cool. I'm so excited for where everything's headed. Thank Um, you. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's cool. So from where you're at now, do you have any like – words of wisdom you'd love to share with people who might be starting their own thing whatever it is it might be that thing where you're not really sure what it's called or what it is but it's a thing and they're starting and they're taking some steps what would you say to them yeah I think um like nothing changes if nothing changes and the question that you have to ask yourself is if not me then who if not now then when you know and just just go just muster the courage and just go. Whatever it is, talk to somebody about it. Say, I'm really scared to take this first step. Can you just be there? Can you just come to my first personal class with me? Can you just drive me and drop me off? Can you just stand on the sideline? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. Surround yourself with people that believe in you, mm. you know, and don't make that circle too big. Have a few really close-knit people that mm. really understand what you're about, that know what drives you, what your why is. Invite those people to challenge your why, to mm. challenge your reasons, um, and then let them be there. Let that close like handful of people just be there to support you because it's that first step that's the hardest. Once you've done it, it all just happens naturally from there. Yeah. That's so cool, eh? And I think that's so, so true. The people around you and who you surround yourself with have such a huge impact on, like, how you roll in the world, mm. really, eh? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I love it. And um, did you want, obviously, health and fitness is a huge part of your business. And I know we both really value, like, doing the basics well, like sleeping mm. and eating and staying active and moving your body, like that kind of thing. Do you have any kind of gems you'd, you'd like to share from your health and fitness journey with everyone? I think for me, it, um, the one thing, and it's, it's quite hard because it's such a broad yeah. topic and it changes, every person's different and we, we experience every element of that, element of it differently, mm-hmm. right? But for me, it's about making lasting changes like whatever you do ask yourself the question is this something that I could do for the next 15 years um and make those changes small and yeah sustainable yeah because um I think the biggest thing that we see in the industry at the moment is the yo-yo effect where you're just yo-yoing up yo-yoing down and that's it demotivates people and it's actually detrimental to Mm. your health and to your well-being and so whatever it is, whatever it is, if you're implementing a new habit, make it really make it a lifestyle change. You know, um, if it's your f- fitness, then start with the first basic level, mm-hmm. and just start make a start to it. If you're changing your diet, make basic changes mm-hmm. that you could actually sustain for a long period of time. Yeah. And it for the long run, rather than just jumping from trend to trend. To That's right, yeah. yeah. And we do so easily get caught up in all the nutritional trends out there. I mean, mm. we've, there's so many different diets and so many different, you know, fads mm. out there. Um, and finding the pure information between it all is quite hard. So hard. Yeah. Yep. And But at the same time, like for me, I think having had the imbalances helps mm. you manage getting it back to balance again. I've had to kind of fall all the way to one side because Mm. I did that. Like I was so Mm. strict on diet and so obsessive over it and tried everything. And, but after a wee while you kind of realize that, you know, I can't do this. I have to find a better way of Mm. doing it. And so you kind of just feel your way out, but that's why people like us in the industry have a conversation about with a nutritionist or a dietitian or your trainer at your gym um, ask them for advice or guidance, you know, and don't be swayed by all the social media and the marketing and the stuff that's out there, you know, yeah. Um, because, yeah, it definitely makes a difference. Once If you can apply it to your life as a lifestyle change, it, you're going to hold it off. You're going to, like, be able to do it for so much longer and you're going to have the benefits for so much longer in your life. Yeah, that's so true as well because, like, if, like you say, it's different for everyone. And so the trends might not always work for you and your yeah. body and how you best function. So yeah, it's really right. cool to kind of – you can use some imbalances to almost inform what works best for you. And Yeah. yeah. And consistency is key. Mm. Like you have to consistently do things before 
you can see the real results in it yes. you know and so yeah that's so true for like everything eh? yeah across fitness like business life. trying new things that's right just keeping it going yeah. yeah, that's so good. Oh, well, Annalie, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been awesome to just have a conversation with you. And I've learned so much new stuff as well. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> it's awesome. And I'm really, really grateful. So, yeah, thank you. Thanks, Ella. I appreciate it. You're Did you want to plug anything or share anything of what you're up to or what's next? Hey, well, if there's anybody in the Kapiti yeah. um, district... Uh, that is keen to start looking into changing their lifestyle I'd love to meet you or have a conversation or um, introduce you to whatever I do so yeah you can find me on um, Facebook at Tribe Fitness Kapiti just look me up so good thank you Annalie that's amazing and that's our conversation for today thanks so much for tuning in What an awesome conversation. Thanks so much to Annalie and everything that she's doing. Super excited to see where everything goes with her business. And yeah, what a great conversation. I learned so much and I really hope you did too. Totally check back here next week for our eighth episode. And also I started releasing some stuff on a platform called Medium. Super, super cool platform. Number one, totally go check it out. And two, if you're on there, check us out at Scrap Paper Pioneers. And there's some awesome content from these podcasts and just some other bits and pieces that you might be interested in. Have the best week.